Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Yeah, it is. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in this morning, we appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Producer number nine, so much more than the producer. Good morning to you, sir. What's up, man? How we doing? Uh, you 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 made it here, man. You were here like a good thirty seven seconds with spare. Thirty seconds to spare. Yeah, man. Just had to run down to get my coffee. Yeah. Wasn't expecting a mosh pit of uh, cleaning people to be in my way, but I still found <laughs> my way through. Yeah. Parlay used to say every day, like every few days a week, he'd be like, "There was this guy in front of me, and I just couldn't get around him." Oh, uh, you got yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Well, one of the one of the tips of living in Vegas, yeah. if you work in casinos like like we do, right? You got your football moves from high school go yes. back on display. You, you got to be able to cut. You got to be able to spin sometimes. You got to give that hard juke left to right to get out of people's way because everybody gotta... walks around here going, oh, look at the pretty lights and look at the <laughs> restaurant. We should try that. Got to be a good route runner. You got to be a good route runner. Yeah. I don't blame them. They're on vacation. Take your time. But you got to be able to weave in and out. Yeah. All right. Good for you. Well done. Listen, we got Drew Dinsick coming up for both of you at Bet the Edge. And Deep Dive Podcast. Join us, talk NBA and NFL with us. William Hilliam, VC contributor, will join us. Uh, we look forward to that all the time. Get his thoughts on these uh, completely non-dramatic baseball awards. Also, his thoughts on college and pro football. And later on the show, Paul Carr will join us to talk World Cup. How about that? Got World Cup fever, Kelly? You know what? It's building. <laughs> I'm being serious. I know you are. What a great, honest answer that it's was. It's building, Gil. It is. But, uh, but here's the problem: is I know exactly what's going to happen. Is these games are going to start getting played, yeah. and either we're working or we got other sports that we're watching, and it's just 
like it's going to be once every now and then I'm going to catch a game. I don't know. I think once you get talking to Paul Carr, you'll you'll be pretty excited. That's where it's definitely you'll change. You'll, Even you'll just be him like, texting me and us getting graphics together for his appearance, I, the excitement <laughs> was building. Uh, yeah. So we'll talk to Paul Carr for a couple segments later. Not only group by group thoughts from Paulie, uh, whether there's a better, whether there isn't, but also stuff like the Golden Boot, general thoughts, a sort of primer on the World Cup. We'll get into all that um, real quickly. Yesterday, not a lot going on. We, uh, oh, we do have to say Jake Hahn, our hockey guy, who was 5-0 and last week. We have to say when he had a bad day, he was 1-5 yesterday in his plays. Uh, so Jake didn't follow that up, let's put it that way. So there's that. That felt somehow obvious after a 5-0 five, yeah. five first appearance. It was the hat. He was wearing the hat. Shouldn't have worn the hat. Shouldn't have worn the hat. Uh, third of the six iterations of the college football rankings. No change at the top uh, like we uh, thought there would not be. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, your top four with Tennessee, LSU, USC, the de facto Pac-12 team that they'll prop up uh, at this point, their last remaining hope at number seven, and then Bama at eight. Pete Futak and I are uh, still arguing about it. By the way, uh, did you enjoy that exchange between me and Futak yesterday? It was very entertaining. If he could have Ohio State and Alabama in one semi, and then in the other semi, Alabama versus Ohio State, he would totally do that. <laughs> he would totally be for that. Uh, Matthew Stafford, still in the league's concussion protocol in the NFL. Head coach Sean McVay will not confirm uh, whether Stafford has a concussion, saying that he hasn't been com- it hasn't been communicated to him since Stafford entered the protocol last week. So there's that in case you're thinking about a bet in the New Orleans Rams game. I mean, that's interesting wording, right? Hasn't been communicated to me. Like, he's in the concussion protocol, and we're going on week two now, right? And we don't know for sure. The head coach doesn't know for sure whether or not he's actually suffered a concussion. I, I just still I said this yesterday or the day before. I still picture Kelly Stafford and Matt Stafford, like Kelly just being really angry about this still and just being like, Matt, we don't need to play anymore yeah. ever again. We have yeah. all the money in the world. We won our Super Bowl. We're beloved in two cities. We don't need to hit concussions. I mean, both these they teams, shouldn't have left you in the game. Both these teams are gross right now, but man, we missed the boat on that Saints. If you could have laid Saints two and a half on the opener or three, I think that would have been a good bet this week. Well, I'm gonna get to Survivor here in a second. We'll see if you want to risk it all on them. And by the way, uh, speaking of baseball awards, managers of the year yesterday were announced. New York Mets, Buck Showalter, named National League Manager of the Year. The Wets, uh, the um, the Wets, the Mets having themselves a 100-win season. They did not win their division, as we uh, famously know here on this show. Uh, didn't advance very far in the postseason either. And by very far, I mean not at all. Uh, but he gets the, it's, a, it's a regular season award, so they get the National League Manager of the Year, becoming just the third person to take the prize four times and the first to do it with four different franchises. So good on Buck. Yeah, that's pretty dang impressive. Pretty impressive. And then Ter- Francona, Tito Francona, won it for the Guardians his third time winning it, all with the Guardians, if I'm not mistaken. Never won it with the Red Sox. All three with the Guardians. Really? Yeah, which I found check on that. a little fascinating that, that detail. Um, so there's that. But we have to talk about Survivor. I haven't talked about Survivor at all this week. We don't usually get to Wednesday without even mentioning it. And we'll do it through the prism of uh, Circus Survivor, I understand that not everybody is in Circus Survivor, but it's nice as a sort of by proxy thing to talk about. Circa started with 6,133 entries, $1,000 a pop. I'll do the math for you, Kelly. That's 6,133,000 United States dollars. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. 
So as you as you may or may not know, the first seven weeks of this was Meshugana. It went from six thousand one hundred thirty three to one hundred and twenty five. It's <laughs> crazy. Literally one point six percent left in the entire pool of entries. Now the the, week, the couple weeks after that, it it sort of the regression happened. Right, two got knocked out in week eight, eight more in week number nine. So it went from one twenty five to one fifteen. This past week actually returned to sort of standard survivor attrition normalcy, where 25.22% got knocked out, 29 out of 115. The remaining 115 got knocked out. So now we're down to 86 out of 6,133. Do you know what the uh, current intrinsic value of those 86, of each of those 86 is, Kelly Bidlin? No, I have no idea. Boop, 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 boop. Man. That's what each of them is worth right now. Oh, man. Now, remember, the quirk of Circa, and this might not be the case in your survivor uh, pool. Your survivor might have to do double entries. There's all kinds of quirks to little survivor pools. But the the quirk in Circa is Thanksgiving Day is its own week, the three games of Thanksgiving. And then the 24th and the 25th comprise a Christmas standalone, quote-unquote, week, if you will. So essentially, there are 20, 20 weeks, in quotes, to get through, not just your standard 18. So Thanksgiving has always been the biggest consideration of Circa. No one knows if it'll really get to Christmas at this point. So if we look to say, okay, of the remaining 86 people or entries, some people have more than one, but of the remaining 86 entries, what are your options this week? What would you be willing to risk it all on? So the first, the first thing is, let's just start with the bills. Out of the remaining 86, 71 entries have the bills left. I would assume, we did assume this with uh, our buddy Bob DeLuca at Crush'em Sports, and we were wrong to assume. I would assume at this point that all 71 of these are saving it for Thanksgiving. Yeah, sure feels like when you compare, compare the numbers, right, bills and some of these other teams, sure feels like a lot of people have this strategy in mind to save them for Thanksgiving. Which, is the, which, which would be the standard yeah, strategy. makes sense. So you're not going to use them here versus Cleveland as eight-point favorites. You'll wait till at Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, four days after that. And make sure if you're if you're doing anything with that game this week, make sure you're watching the weather over the next few days. Make sure you're watching the weather in Buffalo. Might be all-time snow levels. I, I I do wonder, like some somebody out of that seventy-one is going to use them. Because are we really going to go into Thanksgiving Day and 71 out of 80, whatever it's going to be left, are going to be on the bills? Really? Somebody's going to use them this week. Somebody will. I'll put that at three and a half over. That's one of those, like, is it too contrarian, though? It might might be. You know what I mean? For sure it might be. Like, I think you need to think about it at least. But You've saved them this long. I don't don't know. Yeah. I don't Uh, know if I'd have the stones to do that. Let me put it that way. Let me skip to the Ravens. 27 of the remaining 86 have the Ravens. To me, this is the obvious choice. Because of all the choices, and by the way, we've listed everything above a four-point favorite. So we didn't include New Orleans, who we just mentioned playing the Rams. I don't know if you have the stones to play New Orleans. (laughs) Especially with, like, Survivor on the line, Jameis coming back in probably. How many synonyms? What a way to go out. How many synonyms are we going to use in this segment? Stones, onions. (laughs) Um, So... I think the Ravens are the call. The Ravens are 12-point favorites at home against the Panthers because the Ravens of all of the favorites above four points this week, they're the one that there is no obvious place to use them again better than this one. 
So for those remaining 27 people, I'm thinking all 27 or close to that number are going to be on the Ravens. Yeah, I would. It's a gots to play, pick, play them situation. Three people have the Eagles left, but do you want the Eagles on a short turnaround on the road, even against the Colts as six and a half points, as six and a half point favorites? Only three have the Eagles. Or do you say to yourself, hey, look, I know it's only me and two other people with the three with the, with the Eagles left. Why don't I just why don't I just play them here and hope for chaos around I, me? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either because there's only. Three. I think you're getting home fine in that game. Bengals are four and a half point favorites at Pittsburgh. They're only four and a half point favorites. You do have a home game against Cleveland later, but that will be with Deshaun Watson. I would assume the 16 remaining people that have the Bengals are playing for the bonus. Maybe mm-hmm. remember if you the other circuit quirk is if you keep the Bengals and the Rams last two uh, the two Super Bowl teams from last year. You're eligible for a $1 million bonus at the end. I believe Derek Stevens should step in and say, if you use the Rams, I'll give you a $3 million bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Derek loves when I make promises with his money. I, that's how that should go. But only 16 people are eligible for the bonus at this point. That's how much we know about that with only 16 remaining on the Bengals. Uh, regardless, I don't think I'm using them this week anyways. And then there's the Chiefs and the Niners. Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Chargers. The Niners are eight-point favorites at the uh, Cardinals. But here's the thing. The Sunday after Thanksgiving, there are so many opportunities. The Chiefs are at home against the Rams. The Niners are at home against the Saints. And, oh, by the way, the Dolphins, who 65 people have left, 65 entries have left out of 86, they host the Texans. So this is not a gauntlet like it was last year. The Sunday after Thanksgiving has plenty of options. So maybe you don't use the Chiefs and the Niners. Of course, it'll depend on who you have left and who you don't. But the Ravens, for those 27, the obvious choice. Coming back with Drew Dinsick next. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. And start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is a sports pick magic. He says, uh, pretty excited for mobile betting to be legalized in Maryland. Just, all that today. Just in time to blow all my money on World Cup in-game betting. There you go. That's the spirit. Good, good old Maryland. Yeah, good Finally good got for in-game. you Marylanders out there. Hey, I, got a lot of, I got a lot of buddies. Maryland. Mar- Marylanders. No, Marylanders. One call, no one calls them that, but yeah, that's, that's what you would say. That's actually a really cool name, Marylanders. Or as we used to say, Merlin. Um, they're pumped because they, they would have to drive to casinos. Now they got mobile betting. Good on them. Never leave your couch again. Bet safely. Phil Weiss, typical Buck Showalter. Wins another manager of the year, but fails in the playoffs. This is from uh, my02, my02, talking about you just making it here in time for the show with your uh, excellent pass patterns and lateral movement cutting Mm -hmm. to get here into the studio. He says, casino employee here. Yes, walk rage is real. Yes, it is. Walk rage. I've never heard that term before. Thank you. It is absolutely. You gotta, you gotta cut, move, get out of the way, people. They walk real slow here. Listen to this one, Razor Rosenthal. He says, "I'm taking the Saints and Survivor. He's one of 26 remaining entries in a 2050 entry pool." <laughs> I get it, man. The Rams stink, but boy, ride oh boy. or die with Jameis. I love it. <laughs> I'm, assu- I'm just assuming it's Jameis. I don't think we have an official announcement up. Let me, let me just put this in. Yeah, we don't have an official announcement. Dennis Allen's still deciding, I think. Let me just put this in because I want, I want Drew to riff on this. But again, these were the, these are the remaining entries left of the, of the remaining 86 that have these six teams. These are the, the teams that are north of four-point favorites. Saints are four-point favorites against the Rams. Bills are the Thanksgiving consideration. Ravens, the obvious choice because there's no other place to use them. But let me get down to the Chiefs and the Niners because we sort of ran into a wall on that. The Chiefs and the Niners... Road division games for those who care about such things this weekend, even though they are among the biggest favorites this week. Bengals, too. Bengals, too. But remember with the Chiefs and Niners specifically, the Sunday right after Thanksgiving, so a week from this Sunday, really, really easy, at least on paper, right? You know how that goes, because we all lose Survivor the same way, in shock and awe, crashing at a game we should never lose. But the Chiefs are are going to be home against the they're going to be home against the Rams. The Niners are going to be home against the Saints. And oh, by the way, sixty five of the remaining eighty six in a bit of an upset. By the way, sixty five of the remaining eighty six still have the Dolphins, who host the Texans. So all of that we can't really die, die further because we don't know who has what left. 
But if those those 27 on the Ravens ought to be the play for those 27. Drew Dinsick joins us for the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Bet the Edge over there at NBC Sports. Deep Dive with his buddy Andy Molitor. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. How you doing, Drew? I'm well. How are you guys? Very well. You're wearing a, a mustard today, are you? Would you call that a mustard? <laughs> Sure. It's a little burnt orange. Yeah, a little yeah. burnt orange, a little mustardy. They uh, got a little little morning light, you know, with the sun, you know, the time change and everything. It's a nice morning here. You do not participate in any survivors? You were not in Circus Survivor? I was not in Circus Survivor. But if I had been, I think I would have been eliminated week one because I think I would have taken the Colts, who tied with the Texans. So yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure, actually, we talked about that on your, uh, uh, on your uh, you know, Megapod. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was my pick. So I was, I was theoretically out uh, right out of the gate. But uh, Survivor, extremely, extremely tough this year. It's a minefield. It's a, and it's, I said it just moments ago. We all lose the same way. Right, like everybody who loses says, "Oh my God, I was so set up perfectly after this." <laughs> um, you know, every no one's more of a genius than anybody else. It's just a complete minefield. And when you lose, you just think that it's you know the world has fallen on you. But somebody's going to get through here, or some group is going to get it's through. It's complete shock and devastation when you lose, and yeah. you think, "Oh, only me, only me." But shout out, and to then it happens the next week yeah. to someone else. Yeah, but sh- and, and and by the way, it could happen to you theoretically right after that too, right. where you're like, "Oh, thank." God, I lost twice now. Um, shout out to Derek Stevens. Shout out to Mike Palm, Matt Metcalf, Jeffrey Benson, everybody who uh, arranged Survivor over there at Circa because it's just tr- tremendous fun. As far as week number 11 in the National Football League, what do you like? What have you bet so far? I haven't bet anything in the NFL. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Not nothing a thing. Uh, I missed the boat on the uh, on the uh, bl- you know the Buffalo Blizzard uh, total that's crashed all the way to forty two and a half at some spots. Uh, if I had a gut read, I think that probably goes lower. Uh, it sounds like, in as days get closer to that kickoff. Um, the forecast gets bleaker and bleaker, right? unless you really, really love snow, in which case you are just delighted by what they're saying about the potential lake effect snow in Buffalo. So uh, that's the one that uh, I missed out on, and I'm kind of kicking myself the most you know, significantly. Other than that, basically, I'm almost on market across the board here with uh, you know half-point edges here and there that I need just to kind of get a little bit better read on some of the injury situations, some of the quarterbacking situations. Uh, I got nipped uh, in the bud pretty aggressively last week because I really just didn't have a good feel or a good read on who was even going to be starting quarterbacks for about half the teams in the league. Who did? No um, one did. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's weird. It's week 10. <laughs> that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be where we are, but it is what it is, especially in a year that we're not even, you know, it's not even like surprise COVID absences were part of the problem. It was just literally half the teams are, you know, shuffling at the most important position on the field. So um, it's, it was a, it was a bad week. Week 10 for me, you know, overall, um, although your commies came through for me big time in, uh, in that Monday night football game. Um, and I guess really like that's, that's kind of where you really need to start kind of thinking about NFL between here and the, uh, in the, and the end of the season. Um, I will remind people there are what 17 games, 18 weeks. Uh, and we have, you know, we are just barely past the halfway point of the season here. Um, so there is a lot of football left to be played. And, you know, the way people kind of talk about the futures market, the way people look at the landscape overall, it's, there's a lot of sort of fait accompli already kind of built into people's expectations here when we are not even really that far past the halfway point. Um, and I think if anything, uh, you know, if you've learned nothing from this season so far, it is that the NFL is flatter than ever. 
Uh, we are really and truly there is not a lot of you know of a gap of that big of a gap between team three and team 27 uh you know market's still power ranking a team like the giants is 24th so uh you know i think realistically uh, you know the, seeing the philly come back to earth after an eight no start wouldn't surprise me whatsoever and and seeing some team that has been completely written off fight their way into a wild card wouldn't surprise me at this point so let's get to that so as you look at that then the flatter theory here where's the bet where do you think a bet is yeah. is it is it a washington Yes, to make the playoffs. Is Ooh. it a is it a AFC East bet that's not the Bills? Uh, where is it? That's a, the Washington is the more most interesting one, and I tried hard to talk a couple of people who were real smart into backing the commies at sixty to one to win the NFC East yesterday. Oh no, uh, was not successful. Yeah. I got I got talked off the ledge there. No, you went um, you went too far with the division. Yeah. But the th- I mean, the thing is, there's still a lot of divisional games to be played. So it is very, I mean, it's wide open. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It, they're the bet. I think the bets to be made are largely in, in some of the awards pools because, um, you know, they, they, they're, there's certainty in some of these awards that I think is just, uh, you know, it can't, it, it's not how you start. It's how you finish for all of these things. Um, I've been trying to defend my Nick Sirianni coach of the year position for like three weeks, figuring out, trying to figure out basically who can come, come up and steal that one. Uh, now Jeff Saturday's in the mix. Uh, if he takes that Colts team to the playoffs, so, you know, are, is he all of a sudden like the, you know, the favorite for coach of the year? Um, but, uh, you know, I think as I stand back, I think it is realistic to expect whoever gets the one seed in the NFC because it's going to be a surprise, right? Yeah. That's going to be your surprise. Whoever gets that, because it's not going to be the bucks. It's not going to be the Packers. It's not going to be the Rams. Those were your three preseason expectations of who was going to get the one in the NFC. Since it's not going to be those teams, the surprise will be whoever gets that. And so whichever coach kind of secures that, I think ultimately gets your coach of the year. And uh, I think the, the, um, the Eagles are pretty vulnerable. So uh, I think that's uh, that's the fun place to attack right now. By the way, the Jeff Saturday thing, can I just slow that down for a second? Cause I, cause because here's the thing. This is the first thing I said on Guessing Lines on Monday. I was like, let me get this straight. Frank Reich was not permitted to use Matt Ryan as a starting quarterback. Yeah. You must go with the rookie. Then as soon as he left, right, and as soon as the new guy came in, you're like, go ahead. We don't care if we take a massive salary cap hit when he fails his physical if he's hurt next year. But take him. And he's supposed to win coach of the year because he got to use different tools than the other guy? Stop it. Somebody's got to uh. think that, right? As someone who was personally financially impacted to the negative by that decision, um, me too. I was, I was annoyed. Yes. I was very annoyed. I was like, you don't get to have a press conference on Tuesday, confirm that Ellinger is your starter, and then change your mind on Sunday. That's not how this works. Nope. Um, but ultimately, like, it was the right decision. Like, you have a you're a new coach, you're a first time coach, you have a new play caller. Like, who are you going to go with? A guy that has started two career games or a guy that has ten years plus? years of experience like it was a it was the right call but uh it was phenomenally annoying (laughs) phenomenally annoying observably stupid i believe is what dave Chappelle (laughs) would call it um we'll we'll come back because i think there might be another award thought in there from drew if i'm gleaning i want to ask him if the bills total fell too far in his opinion and some basketball thoughts his picks today it's a numbers game at visa the sports betting network A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. College basketball started. Now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts includes Greg Hoops Peterson. 
Matt Humans, Jonathan Vontilba, Wes Reynolds. They provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. And the only way to get the guide, though, is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Keep that in mind. Sign up now for just $99 to get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I think uh, Matty Cox hit his college basketball pick yesterday, did he not? I believe he did. I believe he did. And by the way, there seems to be some controversy about Jake uh, Hahn's record yesterday. He did go... He, he, he went 0-3 on the... He had the 5-0 and last week. Then he went 0-3 on the sides and 0-1 on the total yesterday. But remember, he had the two props, and we said we split he, that he split them. I thought he did. I looked at the stats quick. Yeah, well, Pat Moran says one of his picks yesterday was Jason Robertson over three-and-a-half shots on a goal. DraftKings counted that as a loss, but NHL.com and ESPN gave him four shots on goal. Did that change overnight? Oh, Please have boy. Jake on again. He's great. I, I, stat corrections. I mean, they do they do happen. I mean, yeah. Drew knows as well. I mean, it happens sometimes in the NBA. I don't know how much it happens in the NHL. <laughs> well, well, remember we've had a shots on goal conversation with Jason. We don't want to uh, you know spend a minute on it even. Oh, but God, I, but yeah. here's the thing with shots on goal that we learned from from Jake. Pardon me, from Jake in the NHL, which is if the shot hits the post, <laughs> it is not a shot on goal. Because it hit the post. Correct. But if the shot is murky or nebulous or maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, it can be counted as a shot on goal even if it's wide of the goal. Well, and the, the biggest one is if the goalie makes a save on it. So if it's wide of the goal and the goalie makes a save on it, it it's gets, a shot it's, on goal. It's called a shot on yes. goal. So it's a completely a, a ridiculous stat, ultimately. <laughs> it really is. And we're betting on it. So yeah, yeah, he went one and one and one or two and zero oh on the on the uh, props. Yes, not sure. We don't know. We don't know. Drew Densick is here. Drew has never made, gave us a shot on goal bet in his life on this show. No, so never. Should point that out. <laughs> it sounds ripe for exploitation, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, or just being just completely annoying. So, well, I, I mean, I, I, I gotta I gotta ask you because Kelly brought it up. I mean, assists. If you're betting the assist market, you better you better have a read on how mm-hmm. uh, you know how a home uh, you know uh, the you know the home team bias uh, you know just for the score home scorer bias for assists was massive if you were ever playing that market. So I'm sure shots on goal is similar. Yeah, well, assist the biscuits got to go in the basket though, right? So it's like. Uh, rebounds, excuse me. Okay, I was gonna say <laughs> rebounds. Uh, my right. bad. Right. Yeah, no, the home, the the uh, yeah. Ultimately, who gets credit for the rebound uh, was always kind of a funny one with the Russell Westbrook getting patted in OKC in his in his monumental season. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you you talked about Coach of the Year and how you think the number one, the ultimate number one seed in the NFC has sort of an inside track. What about MVP? What What is your view on oh. that right now? Yeah, very, whoever gets the one seed in the AFC. Uh, I think overall, I, and you know, I don't, I don't know how these teams ultimately sort each other out, but uh, you know, I think four, five, maybe six of the best teams in the NFL are all in the, are all in the AFC. Uh, and so getting that once coveted one seed and being perceived as the best team, particularly if you can create a little bit of separation between yourself and the, uh, and the field, I think that absolutely, uh, you know, kind of locks that award for you, which means guys like Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Tua, uh, even Joe Burrow, potentially live in that market if they can run down the Chiefs here. The Chiefs need to slip up, though. Um, and, uh, you know, I completely
completely agree with the market that uh, Allen should have fallen from the top there and Mahomes should be, you know, be the clear favorite. Um, but, uh, yeah, they need to continue to play as well as they have the last handful of weeks against, uh, you know, kind of inferior competition, uh, to put it politely, uh, if they're going to, you know, if, if they're going to secure that one seed. Uh, right now, I only make them... 42% chance to get the one seed, the Chiefs, that is. So I don't think I could bet Mahomes at plus 125. By the way, do you have AFC East percentages? Who's going to win the AFC East? Like, I'm curious what Buffalo's percentage yeah, sure. is. Scott, I'm, still, have, I'm guessing it's still yeah. high. Yeah, I have them just under 50% to win the AFC East. Oh, not as um, high as I thought. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, uh, they have some serious questions about... Uh, you know, the health and, and uh, you know, the, particularly the defensive side of the ball, uh, the fact that they have a head-to-head loss already with Miami is concerning. I mean, they they have a beneficial schedule down the home stretch relative to Miami, which is huge. Uh, but New England and the Jets kind of being even in the picture uh, is mostly what's hurting Buffalo's uh, AFC East uh, number, uh, for me at least. Last thing in football, and it has to do with the Bills, we talked briefly about the total of this game with, with snow expected in Buffalo against the uh, Browns, the Bills-Browns game. But the snow is really expected Friday and Saturday. By Sunday, it should have cleared. So did we? Did the market overreact on this total, in your opinion? I mean, it's entirely possible. Uh, I think What's the number still... where you would go over? Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think 40. Oh, really? <laughs> Probably. really? I think there's I, I, there's still a realistic chance that this continues to go down. I mean, particularly, you know, they're calling for like six feet right now. Um, and whether it stops in time for the game or not may not even be the issue. It, you, you know, there's still going to be wind. Uh, and you could have, uh, you know, just in general, just a, a, a just a weird situation in terms of, you know, place to play. Can they get the field completely cleaned off? Is it good footing? Uh, like they, you know, there are still a lot of questions swirling. I'm realistically, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I'm not involved in that one yeah. <laughs> because, uh, I, I think actually looking back at my, my performance this season and really the last two years, I I'm somewhere, I'm like about Owen 21 betting on uh, totals when I think I have an edge because of the weather. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to take that out of my uh, betting repertoire entirely and just let the, uh, let the people who are better at weather handle those. Yeah. 20 mile per hour winds expected. At least that's uh, when you look at the uh, extended forecast right now well, and 20 matters, 20 matters. We think at least Drew could tell you, at least with his record, it hasn't mattered this year, but, <laughs> but in theory it matters. All right, let's go to the NBA. Uh, remind us now, your NBA season turned to the good, I believe, last time we talked to you. How's it going? Uh, it's been very rocky. Um, every time I have a little bit of a pick up a little bit of momentum, I give it all back. It's uh, It's been a really, really tough start to the season for me overall. Um I went, I like it very streaky too, like uh, winning four or five in a row, losing four or five in a row. Very uh, uh, tough to pin down exactly what's going wrong with my numbers here. Um, Cause usually I'm, I'm very not streaky in the NBA. Like I'm, overall, I'm usually like a three and two, three and two, uh, two and three kind of a performance over the balance of the season. So I, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, the volatility between, you know, just in terms of market ratings has been pretty, uh, pretty violent uh, so far this season. So um, yeah, there's a, there's still a lot to sort out. I think a ton of these teams are treating this first quarter of the season largely like a extended preseason. I was going to say, um, what's, what's your theory? Is it lineups? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, but even still, like sometimes you can get way ahead of, uh, you know, surprise injury news and doesn't matter. <laughs> There's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, 
there's a lot of the there's there's a lot of uh, CLV that has been you know keeping keeping me and my family warm, uh, you know, in the <laughs> fireplace so far this season. Um, and tonight might be a good example. Like uh, you know, right right now it looks not great for Denver in terms of warm bodies. <laughs> the, uh, the most important player on the floor in Jokic is out, uh, and um, you know Bones Highland may not go. You know, we're looking at a questionable tag right here on. Um, uh, on Aaron Gordon. And I, you know, this is an absolutely dreadful spot for the Knicks. And that's the reason the Nuggets are still favored, even though all those players aren't available here. If the Knicks come out with their lineup and they're going full strength and this falls to like a pick them, I'm going to get involved with the Nuggets. Um, otherwise I played a couple of, uh, underdog money line plays for some road teams. Uh, the Pacers have been an absolute, maybe kind of the only team that has really been cashing for me at a, at a consistent clip. Um, I like them on the money line against the Charlotte Hornets. I do not agree with the market that, you know, the return of ball warrants this much um, respect for this Hornets team. That's still missing Hayward and Cody Martin. Um, but I think uh, Pacers ought to be small favorite in that game. So I took them plus money on the money line. And uh, similarly, I think um, the Chicago bulls ought to be favored. Pelicans just in an absolutely dreadful spot. Bulls relatively healthy here. Um, so this is a, uh, you know, it's been an interesting season for the bulls. They've really only lost when they've had a huge, uh, you know, rest disadvantage and now they finally have a couple of advantage spots here so i think the bulls get it done played them on the money line and uh i laid the points with the washington wizards um finally getting back to full strength here only player missing for them tonight is going to be delon wright Oklahoma City Thunder, on the other hand, uh, you know that that's been sort of a rotating cast of who's participating. Still, really do not love the fit between SGA and Giddy when they're on the floor together, uh, and I don't think they've figured out exactly how they want to deploy those two players uh, the most effectively. So, uh, even if this is the Wizards kind of uh, you know in a dogfight late, we saw the Thunder absolutely pull the rug on their players against the Celtics to kind of ensure a loss. So the tank may be on to a degree with OKC. It's just kind of keeping a, a careful eye on that. Um, um, but uh, I think the Wizards are being a little disrespected by the market right now. They have them as about the 22nd best team in the NBA, and I'm closer to about league average. So uh, I'll t- take some uh, take some whiz in this one. I was going to say, do they feel playoffy to you, or play any play any? Play to you? any, yeah. Very much play any. Yeah. Um, the East is the bottom of the East is pretty bad. Yeah. And they're perfectly mediocre thus far this year. So yeah, they got that yeah. going for them. Drew Densing, everybody yeah. at Whale underscore Capper. Deep Dive, Bet the Edge podcast, wherever podcasts are available. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Hey, best luck to you guys. Enjoy the week. Drew, getting it done. NFL. Not so much NFL this week, but at least long-term rewards. And the NBA tonight with his place. Kelly's got an NBA play on the other side. Teaser time as well. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make some midweek magic with Light the Lamp Wednesdays at BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal on Wednesday, and you'll automatically receive $2 in free bets for every goal scored in the game, up to $16. Just log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to get started. Then opt in to the Light the Lamp Wednesdays promotion. That's tonight. To receive a $2 free bet for every goal scored in the game, regardless of your prop bet's outcome, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, as always, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Kelly, you get your Taylor Swift tickets? Huh? Huh? No. Didn't happen for you? No. A lot of of angry people. Wait, what do you mean? What happened? Apparently, like, there's just the demand. Isn't there some battle I saw with the whoever the, the ticket seller is or whatever? It's the whole thing. I Got think there was a – I remember seeing a John Oliver piece on that, like, nine months or a year ago or something about how just the ticket brokering business right now is such a scam. Yeah. Pre-sale demand causing online chaos. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Would you just read the lower third on the news? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe voters in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't, but maybe I did. All right. You have a basketball pick tonight. Yeah, I do. I got one player prop. There's a couple games I am looking at, but it's going to be, there's a lot of injuries up in the air. uh, Like Drew was talking about that wizards game. I do have my eye on as well on the wizard side of it. 
probably end up laying the four and a half on that game. Um, other ones that I am considering are the Raptors. I think it's a tough spot. Miami going into Toronto tonight, but got to ch- keep an eye on injury report for that game. Uh, Fred Van Vliet questionable. Gary Trent Jr. still questionable on the Toronto side. Tyler Hero out tonight did not travel with the Heat, so that's a big negative, obviously, for Miami. Those are t- uh, two games and sides that I've got my eye on. One prop bet I did make already, though. Clint Capella over 22.5 points and rebounds. Playing the Boston Celtics here tonight in Atlanta. Boston, obviously, no Robert Williams down low. Have been struggling a little bit, uh, you know, with inside inside scoring in on the boards. Uh, and Clint Capella just gets every rebound for this team. 25% of defensive rebounds for the Atlanta Hawks while he's on the floor go his way. 17% of offensive rebounds. He's hit this number in three straight games over, uh, getting more involved offensively here. So that's why I included the points. Um, and if you're feeling frisky, I might have done a 14-plus rebounds on a Capella as well at a plus 210. Um, so those are my two I got locked in so far. A couple others, though, I will be looking at later I think there's also maybe a play on Kevin Love over points and rebounds tonight, too, with Jared Allen looking out tonight for the Cavs against the Bucks. Go, Kevin Love. Sixth man it up, man. Let's do it. 150 to 1. You're in on that, too, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, I am. But what was that Clint Capella stat we used to throw around like when he and Harden played together? Didn't they have like some ridiculous record in Houston? Was that? Was that oh it? yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. I mean, it was them. And then, I mean, like the, the Trey Young alley oop to him is just yeah. ridiculous. Um, okay, so it occurs to us that we, we were just talking about MVP. We we're just talking about coach of the year. Um, listen, we talk about these because these markets exist and it makes for a pretty interesting conversation. But from a betting standpoint, and we, we say this as much as we can, and it's always worth a reminder for new betters or for newish betters, um, and maybe just a reminder for even seasoned betters, always not only shop around from market to market, but within the same book, you might be able to find a different market that by proxy is really a better bet. What do I mean by that? Let's take, for instance, Kelly. Let's go to, well, let's start with MVP, right? Let's use the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, let's explain what we mean by that. Yeah, so we're just looking at these, and I think, I mean, look, the first thing you got to the first thing you got to decide is whether you believe in what, what Drew's talking about with his theory of how these awards are going to go. I actually tend, tend to agree with him. I, I heard him talking about this yesterday. I think it's a good call. I think coach of the year, uh, I think almost especially coach of the year, is going to go to whoever finishes with that one seed in the NFC because right now it looks like it's a team that just never you were expecting to be there. Well, see, I, I would say more for MVP. You think right? more for MVP. Yeah, okay. because MVP to me is, if you're the number one seed, I, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way. With coach of the year, there's the matter of expectations included as well. Yes. Where there isn't with MVP, right? So whether it was, you know, I guess you could say Jalen Hurts, the Eagles had less expectation than the Bills and the Chiefs, sure, but that's just different degrees of good expectations. With coach of the year, if it's Dayball, if it's Sala, if it's Pete Carroll, like those teams were not expected to do well, nearly this well, I mean, even close to as good as they're doing. So I don't know that you have to be the number one seed for that. Okay, that's interesting. I think we look at that a little differently. Yeah. Because I, I agree with you, but I almost think that makes it more like, yes, were people high on the high on the Vikings and Eagles preseason? Sure, I was. Like, I had division bets on both those teams. But they weren't the favorites, you know, they weren't the favorites in the NFC. They were three down or whatever, right? The Eagles and Cowboys were basically co-favorites to win that division. So I think if you get to the one seed, 
and you weren't, you know, really expected, expected to be there, I think that helps them even more. If the Vikings get the number one seed and say go 13 and four, and the Seahawks win the NFC East that say 11 and six, who's your coach of the year? That's not fair to ask me, man. I got an O'Connell ticket. I want to scream O'Connell, but uh, there's going to be a lot of Pete Carroll love. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I guess what I'm saying is you might be right in the end. You might very well be right in the end that to get the number one seed will get you. But I'm just saying it's more of a gray area to me. So the co- But the coach of the year one, so he, I think he's the only one, though, that could maybe screw that up. Dayball? I, I don't think Dayball's getting it unless the Giants get the one seed. Really? Yeah. If they won the NFC East, which I don't think they will, by the way, but right, it, let's because, just say they did. Because most likely if they don't win the one seed, it's Sirianni or O'Connell that's getting the one seed, right? So I think well, it's going to go to one of them. Let's say it's O'Connell. Again, same thing. O'Connell, Vikings, 13-4. and four. Giants somehow win the NFC East, 11-6. and six. You don't think Dayball's going to get love? No, I, think o- I, think, I think he'll get love, but I think O'Connell still wins. But no one thought the Giants would be anywhere near that good. No, I hear you. That's what makes it it's interesting. Di- it's dicey. And, yeah. and hey, we, we, okay, we're, we're about we're, to launch yeah, into. Let's, let's get into the yeah, point. We, yeah. We're about to launch yeah. into. You have to believe in those theories, yes. right? So one of the one of the examples that Drew was bringing up was, you know, MVP. And he thinks the MVP winner is going to be that one seed in the AFC. Tend to agree with him there, too. Now, there are books, like DraftKings has a market for number one seed. Odds to be the number one seed in each conference. At the top in the AFC are the Chiefs at plus 110. So if you look at MVP odds, right, you're seeing plus 125 on Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, that's a better bet than the Chiefs at plus 110. Now, if we take a different example, though, let's say you want to bet Tua in the MVP, right? Because you think it's, okay, you still believe in this theory. The Dolphins, they finish one seed, Tua's winning MVP. Well, skip the 5-1 to one on MVP and bet Dolphins plus 650 to finish in the one seed. That's, that's the point of this. That's the point of this, that even within the same shop, different markets are going to give you better bang for your buck. Unless you thought, right, unless you thought that someone else on the Dolphins could win MVP, which maybe you do think Tyreek Hill could win MVP. We'll get to him later in Offensive Player of the Year. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that There is no, no one's going to really suggest anybody else on the Chiefs or Bills is going to win an MVP besides those two guys, the, Mahomes the, and Allen. The one I haven't – I was started thinking about this yesterday. I don't think I'm going to dive in with a bet, but Lamar Jackson at 12-1, to 1 is, he's still alive. Still alive. He is still alive in this conversation. We don't talk about him, but we he's still We don't talk alive. about it enough, but he is still alive in this MVP race. Yeah. And, and, again, I think if you – if I told you the Ravens end up finish, stealing the one seed – it's probably because Lamar Jackson had a huge end oh. of the season, and he's winning this MVP. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be like, wow, that Mark Andrews really led him to the promised land. <laughs> so, by the way, that, that's going to be our pro tip of the hour. Do you want to do the pro tip right here yeah, before we it. do teasers? It's your pro tip of the hour. That should be it. Remember to shop prices even within the same shop. If you believe in some awards, uh, if you believe some awards will go to number one seats, compare prices of the award. Market and the odds to finish as the number one seed. It's your VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour. Searchable on VEASAN.com. 20 every day. Uh, pro Tips, though. Remember, for VEASAN Pro Tip, uh, for VEASAN subscribers only, though, keep that in mind at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. So that's the story. Um, it's just there's so many, like with all these shops, especially if you're 
I, we, we, you know what's funny, Gil, is even like a year ago, two years ago, we would say, if you're on the East Coast, it's not the East Coast, right? Because you're Colorado, it's Arizona, it's whatever, right? But if you're in these states, unlike us, that you have DraftKings, you have access to BetMGM, you have access to these massive menus, it, is, it just becomes more and more important as they continue to add stuff, to shop around within the same book, if, you know, there's usually different ways to kind of bet the same thing. And we've all been there. Anybody who tells you they haven't is lying or they haven't done this long enough. Where we've put in a bet, we've already made the bet, and then we just sort of meander around a sports book, right, app, and we're like, oh, <laughs> I could have just bet that. For, I should have bet that instead. Oh, I'm so stupid. So we've all been there. Don't feel bad about it. Just keep that in mind before you make the bet. You'll be better off uh, in the long term. We will do teasers. I know we got to get to those. Uh, we'll mention those. And Will Hill joins us on the other side. Among other things, Will has a theory about a big NBA star, specifically on the Brooklyn Nets, that should be traded. Question is, is it the guy you just thought of when I said that? Hmm, maybe not. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.